I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Dip, dip. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. I'm Alistair, George William, Tremblay Birchall. And I'm Peter Thomas. Hello, Peter. Peter Thomas. Thomas. Hello, Alistair, George William, Trombley Virtual. Such a pleasure to have you here. For those for listeners who don't remember Peter from an episode a long time ago, yes, uh, you will also, know him from the logo from of the two new the logo tank. of the mm-hmm. Two in the Think Tank, rather than the it's, old logo, which was from a logo app. <laughs> and the new logo is my face, presumably. No, uh, uh, that logo app uh, lost its job to a human. Which is really, really hard for information yeah. technology. Mm. Absolutely. For, it's really hard for free apps you know, <laughs> these days. It's, you know what, Pete, for anybody who's trying to visualize what Pete looks like, he's pretty much a mixture of me and Andy. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere in between. It's, it's a really good... Uh, yeah. Minus good glasses. Brand. It's yeah. part in the fly in between where he's Brundle and then he's the, the fly at the end. So mm. when he's sort of transforming slowly. So before the face kind of comes before off. Before the face yeah. comes off, but maybe after the ear flaws mm. off and the toenails or the fingernails mm. all get pulled out. So but, just to be clear, Pete doesn't have an ear or fingernails no. and he's yeah. got a lot of slime and mm-hmm. he's sort of, what, just like licking raw meat or yep. something like that? melting Jeff Goldblum. And you're yes. sort of grabbing poles and swinging around and around? Yep, and breaking people's <laughs> arms in... Uh, uh, in bars. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is there a sketch in that? <laughs> what about, it's like, it's like the fly, but it's mm-hmm. a guy who's turning into a fly who's turning into a real jerk. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's the other way around. So we have a... It's a, a fly who's invented a teleportation yes. machine. And accidentally gets trapped in there with... Uh, Jeff with Goldblum. With, Jeff with, yeah. Goldblum buzzes in. <laughs> Doing his high energy acting style, mm-hmm. he's got oh, kind of a mm. high energy relaxation about him, don't you think? Is mm. that kind of Jeff Goldblum's yeah very, status? Very zen. It's all everything's nothing's sort of uh, connected mm. in a normal way. He mm. sort of darts from one bit to another. Yeah, he, he, conceptually, but also tonally in his voice, like mm. he doesn't it doesn't follow the normal patterns of a voice. It almost goes up and down like the buzzing of a fly. And what I'm suggesting is that Jeff Goldblum actually is turning into a fly. <laughs> like slowly, really the, slowly? Really slowly, yeah. yeah. And starting with the changes in tone of his voice. Right. So well, that they, movie came out in maybe, I don't know, 19, sometime in the 1980s, 1984 yeah. perhaps. Yeah. So mm. over the last 30 years he's been transformed. Yeah, don't worry. He's, he's definitely going to die before anything is visible there, happens. Is there a chance that maybe he's just – he's what what went into the transformation chamber, the mm. teleportation thing mm. or whatever, when mm-hmm. he went in there, is not a fly, but just the sound of a fly. The echoes. Yeah. And so when, 
when they, you know, mm-hmm. when the machine interpreted, they it, it, it interpreted the motion of the molecules mm. in there and rewrote his DNA to match the to, buzzing of a fly. Yeah, mm. which is why he kind of talks like this. As he gets closer to death, yes, he will eventually remove all <laughs> pronunciation, like enunciation and things like that, and then, and then especially. I think once he's mimicking a fly trapped on a window, mm. mm-hmm. that's that's the end point for him. Well, interestingly, <laughs> a, a telephone <laughs> is really a teleportation device for the voice, mm. isn't it? That's true. Right? Just teleports your voice. So it's in the name tele and port and phone phone <laughs> phone, which is audio. It's teleporting so your audio. Audio, yeah. But it's also like a, it's a cloning mm. device because you're. You're still making noise with your mouth. Where you are. And mm. the the noise is coming out of the other end. So you've been doubled. You've been doubled, but then they have to kill the original. Is yes. that right? Yeah, yeah. By the time you get, get to the other side, End then the there'll be two call. use. Which is why you always lose your voice when you use the phone. Mm-hmm. That's right. Exactly. At least I do because I, I yell, I yell a, a lot, lot. <laughs> through the phone <laughs> Which to people who owe me money. Mm. About the fact that I'm having my voice stolen. <laughs> <laughs> piece by piece. <laughs> to the phone company. <laughs> Give me back my voice! <laughs> um, so, in conclusion. So, the sketch. <laughs> uh, what? what? Yeah. Is okay. <laughs> Have we did we settle on a sketch? Um, uh, I mean, I mean, it feels awful to, to walk away from this with nothing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, like I feel like it's like the Vietnam War. Yeah, you know, we've got to get something out of it, even if it's only well, um, I mean, a good one good song. You yeah, know? if you're remaking some movies, <clears throat> why not? You this know, like, is the last helicopter out of Saigon. Is it? This this is it. Yeah, <laughs> this is um, the movie Good Morning Vietnam. Mm-hmm. With uh, Robin Williams, Robin Williams, with, with which, with the way he was speaking, I'm surprised he didn't lose his voice. That's it in that movie. Oh, but if the way that he's talking is, his voice gets multiplied um, thousands of times. So mm. there's his voice just coming out at That's like true. If you were sitting next to him, and then across on the radio everywhere mm-hmm. across Vietnam, mm-hmm. so yeah. there would be millions or thousands of um, John uh, that you'd have to kill. They, they, wait, they, wait, say, they wait, say, though... Like John Connors? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> they say that the first casualty of war is truth. Yeah. But I don't think... I think the first casualty of war is probably Robin Williams' uh, vo- vocal cords. <laughs> At least in Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was that the first one, though? <laughs> Was I he... mean, it was probably like the 74th. I think there might have been a couple beforehand. I, yeah. I, I can't remember the film, but I don't know if is he there in Vietnam hosting a radio show before the war starts. Haven't seen it. No. Yeah, no, I haven't seen. I it think either. I've seen the poster yeah, and no. inferred a lot. I, I walked into the living room when my housemate was watching, and I went, "Oh, that guy. That's that's a lot of energy." <laughs> I think that uh, you should start a blog, which is reviews of movies that I've walked into the living room while my housemate is watching, yeah. mm-hmm. and you just give them a rating out of five stars. Mm. Based on what you think, you kind of the gist. You I got. feel like yeah. it, it was part of like the package that would play at the start of a VHS tape. Like mm. these are all the fantastic films that are coming out. So like Good Morning Vietnam has the, the like the famous line that he yeah. says, "Yeah, hello Vietnam." Yeah, and then <laughs> how you doing, Taiwan? Yeah. <laughs> 
and that was the sort of cut into all these other films and sort of mushed together. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Do you think it was part of the Criterion collection? Yeah, do you, it could be. Do you think that, like, maybe the movie doesn't actually exist, right? I reckon there was probably a time in sort of early mm. Hollywood, I'm thinking like the 80s, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe early maybe 90s. Late, yeah, maybe late 70s. Yeah, when, uh, when they... They hadn't made a lot of movies, but they wanted to create the impression that there were, that movies were a real big deal. It's hard for a film startup. A oh, absolutely. Startup. Yeah, yeah. So I reckon uh, a lot of those trailers for movies that we've seen at the start of films, those films never actually existed. They were just trailers that were made to create the impression that there were lots and lots of so films. Th- these are like pitch would, movies. Y- well, yeah, yeah, but really just sort of like... Uh, like a kind of vibe, like you'd hire someone to just sort of hang out in a bar mm. looking like they're having a good time. You know when you see mm. one person in a bar and they really look like they're having a good time? <laughs> and you're like, I want to go into that bar where that lone gentleman is. This is a living. great bar! <laughs> oh, I'm going to... Oh, I'm all out of jukebox money. <laughs> I mean, I think, look, I think if you saw... Just a clip from a movie. It's this lone guy mm. standing next in a bar. Mm-hmm. Jukebox. He says he yells, "I'm out of jukebox money." Yeah. <laughs> like you, I mean, that makes That's you want to know what's going to happen yeah. next. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, not more than that, it makes me just want to watch films because they look like fun. They are fun. <laughs> yeah. So, I wonder what's going to happen next. It's what the I, start of like a whole universe of fun. Like I've never run in? out of money entirely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or put money in a jukebox. Or had an allocation of money exclusively for jukeboxes. (laughs) I mean, I've got lots of money. Sure, I budget. I'm like anybody. I mean, the. I got a certain amount for for lunches, gas bills. Gas bills, diapers, you know, they cost. They they, they add up, Mm -hmm. right? But then. I've also got all this money on me right now. Sure. I've run Miscellaneous. out of jukebox money. It's the but you see, wait, this is what's great. The B 52s say bring your jukebox money, yes. right? Now it must be a like a like a valid form of money. It's a phenomenon. Yeah, if mm-hmm. if, if if some of these people are, are are demanding it, I mean, the B-52s didn't mention a lot of the for- forms of money that I consider to be valid. Uh, you know, uh, sandwich money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say like the euro, the euro, <laughs> Japanese I mean, yeah. yen. Well, I mean, I re- I recognize obviously stamps as legal tender. <laughs> I'm going to make a movie called Legally Tender. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Don't ask me any follow-up questions. But that could be one of the movies that's part Ex- of this. Exactly. Um, so, so this is what I'm saying. I want to do a mini documentary, a sketch that is a mini documentary about the um, production studios that were hired to make the trailers for a lot of films mm-hmm. that were never actually made, right? And then we can see little clips from them. Maybe we can claim that some supposedly big movies were actually just trailers, and people have never actually seen the film. People, people think they have because mm. they, you know, we've um, we put a lot of detail into the trailers, and also we've filled out summaries, plot summaries on and Wikipedia. Use really relatable phrases like exactly. "bring your jukebox." Money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all out of jukebox money. Yeah, and then exactly. it cuts to the next one. Why is there a song playing? How is he? I mean, well, that's the magic of film. Like, um, yeah, we can hear it, but he can't. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. and he just goes, "I love rock and roll." <laughs> like that's, you know, but put he another giant die in the jukebox, jukebox baby. baby. 
Yeah. Which I can't because I spend all of my jukebox money. Yeah. He, do, he doesn't get to hear that song. No. No, Did he spend just... it on the jukebox or jukebox? Jukebox. Yeah, jukebox. Yeah, <laughs> that's the money that you put in a jukebox. Jukebox. Oh, I can't believe that's not a cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> so, but where did, has he gotten rid of all this money? What, what did he spend it on? Look, Pete. Obviously, this is already a ten-part, like a ten-part movie franchise that we can sell today. And boy, just the fact that you're asking these questions is telling me how much there is in this. Okay, people want to know. I mean, I, I, at first, I thought maybe that was too intense a scene to open the movie with. <laughs> But now I'm saying that's the only way. It's the only way. Let's why why show them some filler? <laughs> that's a cold open. Bam. No credit sequence. So this is um this is a trailer mm-hmm. that includes one scene with <laughs> <laughs> one movie. And with... you go, watch all of our movies, all the movies that we've made. I've run out of jukebox money. And many more. <laughs> Here at Providence Films. Providence yeah. Films. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I like it. So, prob- so write that down. Okay, so wait. So, so this is just a company that's just making their show real. It's a, it's yeah. a film production house. No, but I, I, well, I personally, I'm going to pitch, pitch again my idea. I'll okay, say that sorry. This is in the early days of Hollywood, the, you know, the 70s or the 80s when Hollywood mm-hmm. was just getting started. They just come up with the yeah. idea of film. Oh. And they wanted to create the, some buzz around it. That's why they had this company make these uh, these these trailers, you know, yep. seem seem like there was a lot happening in the film world. In reality, they released maybe two films a year, and one of them may well have been a re-release of an early Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, when I when I say early, I mean one from the early eighties. You know, really when films early. started. Yeah. So. Uh, um... The Black Cauldron, or one of those classic Disney movies like The Black Cauldron, uh, Fox and the Hound, <laughs> another um, stonking classic. They had a real. Who would have thought, right, when you were watching The Black Cauldron, mm-hmm. that Disney <laughs> would continue as, uh, to become <laughs> one of the <laughs> one of the well, the media titan. I'm going to say of the world. Yes, they own all entertainment. Well, yes. that's um, wait, that's a bit bold for me. No, but there's not really. It doesn't seem like there's that many people trying to have an, a media. Imp- no, but like they, they were trying to make full length animated features. Yes, like like some people were making full length animated features, but they weren't really trying. You didn't get the feel. <laughs> like there was a lot of people along the way that were kind of going, "It's good enough. People won't notice." Oh. Absolutely. Any old crap. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I yeah. don't know if I can name a single one, but... The Sword in the Stone. That yeah. might still have been Disney, That's by another the Disney one. That's another yeah. Disney. That one's terrible. Wait. Which is the one that has Merlin fighting another a witch? The Sword in the Stone. That's the Sword in the Stone? <laughs> yes, yes. I, I like wait, the fighting bit. Wait. What's the one where Merlin turns the boy into a squirrel? <laughs> uh, that's the Sword in the Stone. <laughs> like, but doesn't that, one, doesn't that one have Peter... Like, does oh, sorry, it, does the boy the, have a dragon? The Sword in the Stone? <laughs> Yes, that's where the sword was. It was stored in a stone. (laughs) I'm amazed that they didn't call it stored in a stone. Well, that's because they hadn't um, figured out, well, there's going to be something stored in a stone. Something's going to be in the stone. (laughs) Maybe it's a sword, maybe it's something else. 
I, I think you know. Maybe it's a can of beans. What's, Could be. What's that? What's that thing that people say they mention when they think that um, the Mand- Mand- Mandela effect? Mm. Is that what it is? Yeah. When people they go, wait, Tim Tams doesn't have an S on it. It's just mm. Tim Tam. Mm. And then they go, oh, this is a weird Mandela effect. Do you know about this effect? No. So, this is the Bernstein Bears and the Bernstein Bears. Which one would you say it is? Uh, Stein. Yeah, it's Stein. Okay, they're the, they're called the Bernstein Bears, right. and everybody says, well, the fact that everyone thinks they're the Bernstein mm. Bears, but in fact they're the Bernstein Bears, proves that at some point in our timeline we've switched into a parallel dimension in which it's the Bernstein mm. Bears, and it's the same thing with there's a. There's loads of people that think that there was a movie that Simbad was once in where he played a genie. Right. Yeah. Right. Called that's Shazam. Not, that's 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 with some um, Shaq. Shaq. That's yeah. with Shaq, yeah. And it's called Shazam. Yeah, and and it's named after uh one time I think people a lot of people like when But wait, why is it called the Mandela? Well when effect? Nelson Mandela died, there was a lot of people that just remembered they're like, wait, didn't he die in the early eighties? <laughs> And there's loads of people who just no, have this vivid memory of Nelson Mandela. That's when he went to prison or something. <laughs> Which is a kind of death. It's, a, it's well, true. It's a, the it was death a, of innocence we didn't, we in didn't many see ways. A lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, a lot of people remember seeing his funeral <laughs> and things like that. But we and did, because yeah, he did die. He, they put him into a box. <laughs> prison. It's prison. Prison is a, is a coffin. Sorry, why? Okay, yes. So and... the reason... Oh, fuck, now I've forgotten why. <laughs> so the reason, as I was saying... Stored in the stone. Oh, yeah, that's right. That we could... Maybe we could create our own <laughs> fake Mandela effect mm-hmm. by just telling people, do you realize that it was actually called stored in the stone the whole time? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or, are, are you talking so we'd have a film called Jack to the Future... Um, and it's about a guy called Jack who goes to the future. Uh, Is that yeah. what he means? No, well, I was just assuming no. that we would... Yeah, no, we, you I, know, I, think that, I think that's quite interesting. I'd like to do like a 20 to 1 kind of show, you know, one of those kind of clip show things where it's a bunch of people sitting around talking, but it's about the Mandela effect and that we do a couple of genuine ones and then we just go into totally made-up territory, okay? So, so both the... Um, the film and its sort of misremembering um, mm. are both fake. Yes, yes, indeed. So then yeah. there's something like, yeah, I we, think we have one called Jack to the Jack to the Future, and then we mm. have another one called Jack to the Suture. <laughs> <laughs> He's a surgeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we <laughs> wait. What what would Doc do? Is Doc actually a <laughs> doctor? A doctor. Yeah, doctor. Maybe, I guess it, it doesn't make a lot more sense. sense. Yeah, because at the moment he's called Doc. He wears a, mm-hmm. I mean, lab, a lab coat. coat. I guess does make sense because he's a scientist. But and in no, this one, would, but scientists genuinely uh, don't they? Don't they? Oh no, sorry, that's just students at high school who wear grey ones. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, the bra- the the white ones are genuinely. Uh, so and, and in Jack to the Future, it's a different Huey Lewis and the News song. So yeah. it's doctor, doctor, give me the news. Which makes, again, yeah. heaps more sense. Because there is an actual doctor in it. <laughs> now, when he said, doctor, doctor, give me the news, was he referring to Huey Lewis and the news? Uh, is, is Huey a doctor? Huey, uh, no, no, no. Huey's saying to the doctor, give me the news. That's but, his but backup he doesn't band. actually let. No, no, no. I think he's talking news as in the other 
the other use of the word news, where it's people sometimes use to. I've never heard that. I've never heard that use of the word news. I've only ever heard of the news, the word news, mm-hmm. in the context of Huey Lewis and, and the, news, the news, the backup band for Huey Lewis. Right. So, so when people talk about the news media, um, you're talking oh, about associated Huey Lewis and the news <laughs> merchandise. <laughs> I mean, I've never tuned in, but I've assumed, yeah, yes. based on what I know of the name of the band mm-hmm. Huey Lewis and the News, which is that it includes the words and the news. Well, you could have a tribute band called Huey Lewis and the Fake News. Mm, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I... So it's the genuine Huey Lewis, though, right? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I have a Hue- uh, I have a tribute band <laughs> to Huey Lewis at the News, where I have got the actual Huey Lewis as the front man. Is he the front man in this band, or has he is he part of the fake news? I feel like you'd want to do something else. <laughs> you know, you'd want to like you know drum or like yeah. Well, he doesn't have to, and it, it's not that uh, whenever it's so someone and the so and sos, it doesn't mean that person's in in the mm. front. I mean, usually it does. Someone, someone in the so-and-sos is a great name. We should text George. Someone in the so-and-sos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to write it down. Yeah, make a note, Alistair. Someone in the so-and-sos. In mm. the so, so and we've got a, uh, a film studio who are starting up. Yeah, and we've done that. That's written team. down. Well, that's written, that's down. written down. That's set in stone. We're potentially going for this 20 to 1 Mandela effect thing. I don't that's... understand what that is. Look, still. so what it is, it's like the TV show 20 to 1. Do you ever mm. see that? Uh, yeah. Was that with Ray Martin? Uh, oh, it might have been Burt Newton. Burt Newton. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot, but lot of... But in, in, in my universe, it was uh, <laughs> it was Ray Martin. <laughs> no, that's right. I always remembered it being Ray Martin. <laughs> so there, are, there is one Burt Newton yeah. and 20 Ray Martins. Yeah. And, yeah, and, they've, and <laughs> one is uh, 20 or two the other one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... And then I guess look, I think this would go good on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Because you know people would be like, Oh yeah, Mandela if I remember that, Bernstein mm, Bears. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then but then you get some other ones in there stored ones. in the sun. Yeah. Um <laughs> just, as, just as stupid as we can make them. Is it like is it too too dumb to have one where it's like look, I rem- I remember there being six biscuits <laughs> left in the jar well, and I- this morning there are only two what about I, I, obviously I, I, at some point we've moved into a parallel universe? <laughs> what about I remember humans always having two nostrils, <laughs> but then they just have one in this scene. So as soon as you cut back to Ray, he's just got, just got one, one big nostril, yeah. and then everybody from that point on just has one, one nostril. nostril. Yeah. And we've actually it was mid show that we shifted. Yeah, we uh, that, shifted I mean, that, I to love a parallel it, universe. Yeah, I love it so much. I love it almost as much as my great biscuits idea <laughs> <laughs> that I seem to remember everyone really laughed heaps at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was in my universe. Yeah. That, that one was much funnier than your yeah, nostril thing. But things changed. Yeah, in the new I universe. guess. So wait, uh, do people have one nostril first, and then at some point it changes, and we all have two nostrils, like we know that we all have, mm. except no. except some people think otherwise. Or is it the no, other way around? No, no, no. When they say that we all have one nostril, mm-hmm. and then the, but they're like, no, no. They go, remember? I thought I remember everybody having two nostrils mm. like that. And then we cut to Ray nodding to this. It's yeah. Ray and then, now. The, and then all the all the talking all the talking heads are just suddenly they just have one nostril now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. just. Yeah, you know, that was so weird. So, like, it's Kenny with one nostril and... Yeah, it's Kenny. Ida Buttrose with one nostril. Mm, and absolutely. Scotty Cam. Mm, yep. 
Mm. One other, nostril. Other mm. Australian celebrities. Paul Hogan. Mm. Mm. You know what? If you only had one nostril, yes. right? I don't know why you would do this, but if you were standing on your head, you could catch loads of rain in there. So much rain. And that's why it makes sense, right? Obviously, mm. we'd have one nostril because when we used to hang in the trees, that's how we'd collect mm. water. Yeah, like you just sleep with your head back yeah. like that. Wake up in the morning to a fresh, limpid pool Wait, of rainwater isn't this just, and snot. Aren't yeah. we just dividing the amount of rainwater we can currently store in our nostrils? No. It's well, bigger. It's more efficient it's, to have I mean, one large nostril. Oh, so the... the oh, like, it's a big one. It's much bigger than just two nostrils Enormous. separately. <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry. I, I didn't mention the nose size also changes. Can, <laughs> and your nose and your mouth swap spa- places. Can we also have... <laughs> can we also have... Oh, yeah, I, th- I think I remember that. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. that yeah. and then we cut back to someone and suddenly their nose and mouth have swapped Yeah, places. and I thought I re- <laughs> I reckon I remember that our noses used to be above our mouths. <laughs> but and the we... other way around. And the nose is upside down. It just kind of looks like it's a little pointy upside down <laughs> thing. <laughs> and there's people who have this big smile in the middle of their face. And they're going, yeah, me too. No, I don't remember that. And then they all swap back. I don't think so. No. <laughs> I, think, I think we're slowly getting into a hellscape. Yeah. Mm. I love it. It's everything we, we want. But could we also have ones in which people are like, I, but I remember a universe in which people remembered that there was a, a fake version of Shazam with Shaquille O'Neal. And now the other people are like, I don't remember that version. Does that make sense? Like as in they remember... Other versions of the Mandela effect in yeah. other universes. Or yeah. they remember, I remember a universe where there's no such thing as television and then the, just the whole program stops. Mm. Wait, or they're yeah. performing it live in mm. a cave, or on stage. What in Plato's cave? Yeah, and yes. suddenly, cave. so they're just shadows on the wall. They're just shadows on the wall, and the men are shackled. And there's all these people shackled. And there's one. I don't remember anything. And there's one true philosopher who breaks out of the shackles and leaves the cave and comes back and tries it, to and describe it to everyone. He's and, like, there's a 7-Eleven the, out there. And he see, but he sees the world and his brain can't handle it. Yeah, that's right. This is what I, this is what I you know, like I recently listened to the beginning of one of those podcasts about history of philosophy. And they, you know, obviously really early on they get to Plato's cave. And um, <laughs> so it's fresh oh, in my mind. Oh, wait, is Plato's cave what we're calling the giant nostril? <laughs> that would be really good. Yeah. <laughs> To be honest, they were all just shadows projected on your nostril wall. <laughs> Which is all smells are, really, aren't they? Exactly. They're, they're just... not they're not smells aren't the real object, they're just a shadow of the object. That's right. A, mm. the smell of a pie isn't a pie. A smadow. It's a, it's a sh- <laughs> uh, is it is it, is it is a smadow? There would be such or a, a thing shmado? as a, or a shmado. Would be su- there would be such a thing as a smell shadow because smell would radiate out from an object. So you've got a pie there, mm-hmm. right? It and then you've got a large something, large vertical plank between you and the pie, yeah. right? There'd be a region behind the plank in which there would be a smell shadow where the radiating pie mm. smell would would not fall into that cavity. It's true. Pete, you're looking at me in a way that doesn't fill me with confidence that I've said anything. I'm just thinking of that um, famous Cat Stevens song. I've yeah. been followed by, by a smell pie shadow. Smell pie shadow, moon pie shadow. 
That's beautiful. Moon pie. <laughs> yeah. Mm. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Anyway, you can tune in to Simpsons Quotes uh, daily. They do a lot of those on Do Go On. Do they? Yeah, pretty much every episode they'll they'll get into a, some kind of a riff on... On a Simpsons quote? On the Smamsons. Yeah, on the Smamsons. I always remember them being called the Smamsons. All right, look, that's the 20 to 1 Mandela effect. Yeah, yeah, great. I wonder... If time is an illusion and what we think is time <laughs> is just what we think is time is just us every like unit of time yeah. moving into a parallel dimension. Wait, wait, which like is the one, illusion illusionary illusionary yeah, units yeah, of yeah. time. We well well all we do is we just keep moving into a parallel universe mm. which is one imaginary unit of time further ahead of the one we were in before. Mm. And because uh, of the Mandela effect, we're like, I seem to remember it being a second ago. Mm. Yeah. Last I checked, it was it was a second ago. Well, that's um, uh, positive because that makes time travel more plausible if you can move into another dimension, which is... What, is that dimension static? The one that would exist Every before? dimension is static. Yes. So it only lasts for whatever unit, like a, uh, let's say a second... Yeah, that's the unit of time. I've never thought of anything much smaller than that. No. <laughs> I was looking at my clock the other day and I noticed that it only moves in units of seconds. Mm. Yeah. You know? Made do, me think. Do you prefer like a sort of a a a sixty minutes like tick 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 kind of yeah, one rather than I want like that. What was that? I'm Bruce Harbour. What is that sixty minutes one what what speed is that clock? I'm Liz Hurley. Are those yeah, quarter seconds? It's, a, those stop, half it's seconds? a stopwatch. I know, but are they half seconds? Uh, yes. I don't know. I've never timed them. It seems to defeat the purpose. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're just trying to trick us into thinking that a second is much faster than it is, so that they can shorten the program and cram in more ads. Mm. Mm. I guess they also had to differentiate themselves from twenty-four. Yeah, you know the TV show that was also done in real time. <laughs> But that that definitely se- did do it in seconds because it was boop yeah doop, 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 boop. We're really going for different tones there. <laughs> but also, Peter Harvey talks so slowly, mm-hmm. right? Maybe they were they put that there as the start as like a little metronome to try and kick him into gear. <laughs> come on, the- Peter! Oh, Peter Harvey, come on! <laughs> Peter Harvey's mailbag. <laughs> That was great. Somebody else's voice. Yeah. It doesn't sound like you at all. No. <laughs> and it, do- it also doesn't sound like Peter Harvey. <laughs> but you are Peter Harvey, so... <laughs> yeah, it's very confusing. Um, okay. We're drinking what? beers. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and he felt guilty or something. Well, um, he, made, he made a sound, I think. But you know what? When if if you let's say I feel like that explains a lot about this episode, or or a sound shadow. Mm. Sound shadow. Um, If if like a new universe was being created every unit of time, right? Yes. But but not only just one new one. It's like there's just hundreds in terms of all the possibilities that could occur, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, that's heaps. But already that's so because let's say let's say you're a multiverse. Yes. You need to... Oh, hi. hi. I'm a multiverse. Hello, multiverse. Well, especially if you're starting out as a oh, multiverse. Oh, no, I'm out of milk. <laughs> you need, you need to... Oh, this character is so rich. <laughs> you need to populate your multiverse very quickly. And so by creating, sort of like, let's say, 
a hundred universes based on all the micro things that mm. a person could have done every second, mm. every even millisecond. Mm. Mm. Like that, you know, that's a really good way to kind of get your numbers up really fast. Because if you're trying to get to infinity, yeah. Yeah, that's going to take ages, and you want to wake up pretty early in the morning yeah. and I'll, get started. You're assuming that there there are potentials. What if it's just this is it? This is the way it's supposed to be, and this Wait, is the only way that things can possibly happen. Like this is a universe. Yeah. So the next second is the only next possible. Uh, the only possible next second. There's only one possibility. Wow. Yeah. So it's predetermined. Yes. Yeah, it's all worked what, out. What if it's not worked out, but there is only one option, the way that, that, that it does happen? Because I think that's probably closer to the way that it is. Well, otherwise it'd be a bit hard. Well, it's just hard. It, it I'm just, just thinking, oh, I can't be bothered doing all that. Yeah. Yeah. But like, well, I think it just... It, it, I tuned out ages ago. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm thinking about something else. It seems like too much work to predetermine it. Yeah. Right. So you don't predetermine it. You let it happen. There's only one way it can can happen, mm. and it's the way that it does happen. Or at least afterwards, you say that was the only way that it would ha- could happen. So you make it look predetermined. This is Alan I, Alan my uh, theory about trying to make it look like you've worked harder than you have. Mm. You just make really clear decisions, right? And you pick something, yeah, right. And it looks like you've really thought about it, because people assume that if you've made a bold decision, that you've thought about it. Yeah. You'd be crazy not to. Must be a reason. You can just make the decision anyway this and is, then they'll assume that you knew what you were doing. Make it until – or fake it until mm. you make it. It's basically – it's a post-determinism universe, yeah. right, where you watch everything unfold and you say, see, I meant that. Well, it's also because it's like – it makes you look like a dumbass to ask anybody who does like creative work why they made a decision. Oh, that's the worst thing you to know? ask. Yeah, somebody. yeah. So, so you go, you're supposed to sort of just get it. Yeah, you go. Oh, I have an idea why you did that. Mm. You go. Yeah, don't ask me. <laughs> so, so do I. Yeah, I've I, got an idea. I have very strong reasons for doing that. That's so, a that's a really good trick for, that artists have pulled off, isn't mm. it? Making people feel bad for asking why they did things. Oh, that was a bold decision. Yes, better not. <laughs> it wasn't just the first and thing that came made to my with mind. just cause. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't get away with that in any other profession, you know. Malcolm Turnbull, when he tried to give this $444 mil, $4 million uh, grant to this Great Barrier Wait, Reef Foundation. $444, that sounds suspicious. It is already. It, it sounds like a number that would come up on a pokies machine. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Um, Four fours. Where that was probably how they laundered the money. In many ways. I'm all about Wait. money. I don't they? know if there's any mon- money that was laundered. Guys, keep going with what you were trying to say. Uh it, it, but, you know, he just made that call, right? And now people are like, why? Why did you give them the money? They didn't even ask for it. Why did you give them that amount of money? Mm. You know, whereas if he was an artist, he'd just be able to say, well. That, that's the way it's supposed to be. If you have to ask, you'll never understand. <laughs> you'll never get it. <laughs> and <laughs> that's why I'm proposing I become the first artist prime minister. This is great. Okay. This is a very two in the think tank idea. What so have we had? Like we've had reluctant prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> we've acted. We've had actively, violently against the idea, prime minister. Yes. We've had a, pri- a president in a box. President in a box, exactly. And now it's time for artistic <laughs> prime minister. He can't justify any of his decisions. He just does what he feels. Mm, it's I, jazz, political I, jazz. Mm. I I, I actually right. like this a lot. I, okay. just, I think this is a sketch idea. 
Definitely. Right. right. Okay. He dresses, I'll just write it down now, and we he, can work out what it is later. Yeah. yeah. He dresses quite... Just like um, artists the Prime Minister would do. Exactly. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> he dresses quite artistically, and all of his advisors and that sort of thing sort of very much protect his ego and, you know, uh, compliment mm. him on all his decisions. Are we just describing Donald Trump? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, no. 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 He, he looks like he works in art admin. So... so he has – he wears glasses. long flowing clothes, mm. right? He's got red glasses. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, he, clicks, one, he clicks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> During speeches, <laughs> after his own speeches. Like that. He has – he uses – He has a lot of girlfriends. Sure. He's And they're all cool with it. They're all cool with it. Yeah, and they all have boyfriends, and they're cool with they're it. They're cool with it as well. If anything, yeah, they're all cool with it. <laughs> if anything, the thing I said. Yeah. If anything, it is what it is. So in terms of, like, he's, the, this artist, um, Prime Minister, is making, uh, what, what does he do? The, his policies are... He's making policies. He's making funding decisions. He's declaring war on various countries. But... but- as as artistic statements, you know he's not he's not governing for the people. He's governing for art. Yeah, and, and sometimes that is for the people, because sometimes you just want art for the people. Like you know when you build like when you put like a carve a, some wood to look like a wave in a co- coastal town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a bold people, bold statement. Yeah, people love that though, don't they? Oh, they eat it up. They yeah. go, it's a wave. We're near the coast. <laughs> Look, one of the logs has been carved to look like a dolphin. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, where do they get their ideas? You know, there's a lot of light blues and dark blues and then some mm. white that represents the whitewash. Mm. Yeah. Of the water. Of, sure, it could be of water. Okay. So um, so a- a- artistic prime minister is taking is, – is like a pop artist. So they're taking um, – uh, things from from culture and then um, like re processing that and then sure. giving it back as art. Sure, like they might do um, the previous party's policies, the previous government's policies, but do them satirically, or, or just you make know, them as blue. a comment. Yeah, or make them blue. Yeah, they might declare war on Vanuatu, but more than anything, they're declaring war on the status quo. Mm, that's right, because we never, you know, that was just a thing that. No one, no one in a, no prime minister in Australia had ever done that. No, right? for good reason. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mobilising the nation's army against the status quo, which is going to be difficult because the you would want like the oh um, the military is a huge part of the status well, no, quo. No, like Vanuatu is not connected by land. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're well, saying. You Why didn't I mobilise the navy <laughs> or the air no, force? No, no, no. <laughs> see, this is exactly. Mm. I immobilised the navy. They're all standing perfectly still down at the mall. People love that kind of art. <laughs> 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 but it's the army. I'm sending them. Meanwhile, the the army are the treading, land water, army. treading <laughs> water, doggy paddling their way to Vanuatu, driving it's, tanks right into the sea. It's a striking statement about the futility of war. Exactly. <laughs> and when you do blow up stuff around Vanuatu, mm-hmm. you blow it up in a cool, like, uh, sort of stencil pattern that looks like, <laughs> oh, God, Jesus. you know, that looks like Santa Claus mm-hmm. given a gobby. <laughs> Wait, when you said oh, oh, when you said blow it up, I thought you were saying like blow it up like one of those pop art pieces, like 
We can do that too. Like that too. And it's Santa Claus giving a gobby. <laughs> so is there like a Banksy kind of a thing? I, I was going for a Banksy. That's why mm. I was thinking, you know, those kind of earthy, blow-up-y to- to- yeah. ter- tones. Let's have for a- anybody outside of Australia who doesn't know what giving a gobby is, it is a sexual fellatio. Performing a sexual fellatio. Yeah. Yes, not a, a asexual one. No. Not, not, a, a, not a platonic fellatio. No, 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 no. In no, a no. cave. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> platonic I just I don't yeah. I don't get how he gets to describe friendship and also this hell cave that we all live in they all you're right get... Plato Plato is complex in yeah. that regard yeah. also I didn't trust when like this is one thing that I think he got wrong he thinks that somebody would escape the cave and then would lose their mind when they saw the real world but I reckon you'd go whoa this is really different to in that cave you go but you know what? I like it. Mm, yeah. It's better. It's better. <laughs> I haven't lost my mind. I'm just glad to be out of that cave. I'm thrilled. You think that could be... Let's, Feel, let's, let's Telling re-pitch. him that he would lose his mind sounds like the kind of thing that you would say to a guy if you're trying to keep him to stay in the cave. Yeah. Do you Maybe think Plato's, that, Plato's cave Plato's was actually... He was just describing a place where he was keeping people locked up and what he was telling them. This like is it really was, suspicious. It was a, is it an Has anybody checked out Plato's cave? <laughs> Not recently, no. <laughs> See what he's doing to people down there? Is that at Plato's cave off the Nepean Highway? <laughs> Plato's cave. Now, I'm just trying to get this reference. Was that a reference to the Christmas cave or something? Or is, it like a... is that on the Nepean Highway? Yeah, the Christmas cave. I think I, think I could open up a... I could open up a... Open up a shop called Plato's Cave and... And I guess we'd sell, I don't know, fireplaces? <laughs> fireplaces, yeah, fireplaces, shadows. Sh- shadow puppet shows. Yeah, we sell pro- shadow you puppet just, shows. You could just do it with a projector. You could probably just, like, you know, blow out, like, what's that movie with, with that guy with the, the sled <laughs> at the end? Uh, Good Morning Vietnam. Good Morning Vietnam. You could just blow <laughs> out all the colors, right, so that it's just silhouettes. Just say that it's a puppet show. Great. Know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Just get the contrast up real high. It's all silhouettes. Just save somebody. Something like at the end, have a guy come in. He's like, "Yeah, I'm the puppeteer," and everybody shakes his hand. They go, "Oh my god! How did you do that? How did you do that? Amazing! How'd you make the voice of fucking Robin Williams with your hands?" And then he goes, "The thing where you make farty sounds with your hands," and then he goes, "It's just. It's basically just an advanced version of this." This is like a like a life hack or something. It's like, a, like an easy way to do trick people into thinking you're good at shadow puppets, or, or like a way to make money. Just quickly. blow it out. Blow Just, out. You find some guy on Fiverr who knows how to blow out films. <laughs> you know Fiverr. You go on there. You spend. Give somebody F- five bucks. Fiverr's not the part I'm having problems. <laughs> Right, he knows how to blow out films. It's just he gets the contrast up. Just the things up in front are real; they become silhouettes, and then just the white, the background. Wait, are you white. just talking <laughs> Don't about? Don't think you know how black and white works. <laughs> things up the front <laughs> become silhouettes. And things. Are you the... just talking about like a, a light shining on a wall? No, 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 no. It's the film. <laughs> You're just blowing out the film. You're turning up the saturation, so it's just blacks and whites, right? What do you, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I. That's what I mean. Yeah. Is it? Is that? I think, as you said, blacks and whites, and made it a racial. No. Thing. It, oh. Well, 
No, no, no. Would, you'd be turning down the saturation to remove all of the, the, the colour, wouldn't you? That's how you do it in Photoshop. I mean, we'll work it out when we open Plato's Cave. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> Plato's Cave. This place that sells wood heaters, blinds, <laughs> and life hack puppet shows. No, no, we're not. We're not. Well, I mean, I don't think we're selling how to give away, like, how to do the puppet shows. People are coming for the puppet shows, staying for the wood heater <laughs> so they can buy a wood heater, take it home. Yeah. Jeez, I wonder if anyone's realised that Plato's Cave is like a really good metaphor for today's media. Do you reckon that's anyone's thought of that? Oh, but maybe. Wait, before? Uh, go... Our news media. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Huey is Lewis that... and the news. <laughs> Wait, just before we do this, here's a thing that we could sell in Plato's Cave. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know, like, this is the problem with a lot of wood stoves, right? you got to get a guy to come in tear a fucking hole in your floor so that you can pass this pipe up through your second story, right? Yeah. And you're living in a two-story house. <laughs> you're doing okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You know, whatever. The, the pipe's still got to go through the, the roof anyway. Yeah, it's got to go so through the roof as well. you got to tear you could through still, You could have a first floor. Uh, yeah, then. yeah. you got to tear through something. Yeah. There's going to yeah. be some tearing, right? And so then, uh, anyway, and then you got to have – and it's, it's there. It's permanent. If you, didn't, mm. if you realize you don't like the heat from a wood stove, mm-hmm. you don't have to like right, stack in wood. What am I going to do? Oh, I don't like the kind of heat we get out of this wood stove. <laughs> yeah, mm. I mean, that happens. Yeah, it's the wrong kind of heat. You're and pro- there's no way to stop it from burning. Maybe you prefer- Yeah. I know, but then you just got this <laughs> stove. Anyway, at Plato's Cave, yes. we sell a wood stove that is portable. Right? <laughs> okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And, but instead of like a pipe that goes outside, it just comes with a big bag. Right, and it's a big bag. It just fills up with smoke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Right, and and then when it's full, you just go outside and you just you just squeeze it out. It'll be a fun thing to do with the kids. Uh, all right, or kids you, just trying to squeeze out the smoke bag. <laughs> you know who wants like, to help? Dad? Oh, me, me. I want to. Yeah. yeah no, you got you to do, do it last time. Yeah. yeah. Share with your sister. Yeah, or you know you can inhale what's in the bag. That'd know. be fun as well for the kids. <laughs> Because you could you could breathe it in and like like a cigar, not pull it into your lungs, but just into your mouth and then just blow smoke rings together. All right, what and about it'll this? Taste like camping. Oh, you, what about this though? Because because that could be not very environmentally friendly, right? What if we also have a uh, not less a, environmentally friendly a, 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 a bin, the grey bin, right? And you have to put your smoke bags <laughs> into the grey bin. <laughs> All right, just like, the, the, it's just a huge bin. No, you've got to squeeze the whole thing in there. It's a real nightmare. You've got to compress the gas. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, quite a, it's quite a comical scene. It's really light. put this huge inflated yeah, bag no, I don't in mind there. that. Right? You like the comic scene? I like a comic scene. Yeah, great. Well, this is going to be one of those. If you could oh, tell wait. Me, it'll be funny. It'll be funny. Right. Yeah. I want comic scenes and actually, if you could start mentioning comic scenes in all your other sketches. I'll put ideas. them in all of them. Yeah. yeah. This is quite a comic scene. Especially to, in this, trying to put this it in how is Plato's wall, like Plato's cave, like... Like the news media one. Yeah. Will that have a comic scene? Oh, Alistair, you better believe this scene is going to be comic. Okay, wait. We finish the grey bin and, one, and then the, and then they take away in the truck. Yeah. These 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 all the bags, yeah. and then they put them into sky fill, right? Which is a section of the sky where we're keeping all the pollution. It's like landfill, oh. but like we're holding it all there with big fans. Oh, it's all trapped. How is that different from what we're doing right now? Andy? No, well, because they're keeping it all in one place. But they are. Mm-hmm. Oh, we could just be That's doing what we're that. Gonna do. Trapped by the. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. We couldn't we just just have a big a big bag? Big that, bag. We could just have a big Alistair, bag. That that's even putting... better than my fan idea. <laughs> I, mean, I mean the fan idea is great but then you got to have fans above the yeah, above right. the smoke to keep it down. It's a as lot well. of work, you know. Is is it just like is that a guy in a hot air balloon? Is that a guy in a plane? You got to think about whatever that. it is. It's a guy. It's a guy. <laughs> it's a man's job. Yeah, smoke wrangling. Whatever. It, yes, <laughs> the smoke shepherd. Mm. It's quite nice, actually. Sheep are a lot like a little puff of smoke. Mm. That's right. And and if this was Japan, there would already be be a manga about it. Yeah. <laughs> But it's not, alas. Japan. <laughs> it's not a manga or it's not Japan? Japan isn't a manga, but also this isn't Japan. Alas. Alas. <laughs> alas is also not a Japan. Uh, it's almost a less car. That's true. Yeah, but I thought Which we... is close to Japan. In a way. You know. <laughs> this could be our silliest episode. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, wait. write that down. Skyfill. Skyfill. I yep. like Skyfill. Yeah. And it connects directly to our Plato's Cave uh, idea. And, but the, also, it that bag, have, yes, that bag is going to all that pollution. The bag is going to rise, right? It's going to yeah. go up. Oh, it's got to, right? And then surely we can do something with that. Can't we just float around? Under jumping it? castles. Jumping, jumping castles. castles could be filled with just pollution. Yeah, put them in jumping castles. Sequestration. There mm. you go. Pump it in. And then when the kids jump, they're compressing it. In some way. Are we describing clean coal? Is that... I think we've cracked it. Yeah. <laughs> this is something that our artistic prime minister can do. <laughs> Absolutely. He, he somehow connects coal companies with children's parties mm -hmm. and finds, you know, it's like a lot of the jumping castle stuff is just energy that's not being used mm -hmm. very efficiently. Mm -hmm. uh, kids yep. go Children. wild. They use way more energy not than efficient. they normally do. They're not mm -hmm. efficient. Yeah. They're actually... And, Inefficient. And even if, <laughs> and then when it turns out this doesn't work, the artist prime minister can, ju can just say, it was always just going to be a statement about futility. Exactly. You don't get it. Like war. Yeah. Like war. Like, um. Uh, a lot of your policies uh, seem to be statements about <laughs> futility. Yeah. Well, that's the futility of existence. All right. You oh, got oh, us there. It was a statement about futility. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do you think marching is futile? Marching, you know, like big marches. No, hang on, which which kind? Hey, eh? like not Do you the mean month like a of protest March. or <laughs> the month of March, the Ides of March. Um, like you know, like all these marches that have happened. You remember Wait. the march for the Iraq War? No, it was, wasn't for the war. I remember it. There probably were marches for the war. And you remember the, all these ones that were... And I'd like to state for the record that my dad at the time thought that we probably should go into Iraq, but since then he's reversed his opinion. I think he's pretending never to have had the other position. Mandela effect. Yeah, that's what it is. Could have been the Mandela effect. As soon as your dad realised how bad <laughs> the Iraq war has been, we switched into it in the mm. But that's not universe. the reason why people have got Bernstein and Bearstein, um 
confused. Yeah, it's because of the Iraq no, War. No, it's because of the Iraq War. Because they, they realised that they didn't like Bearstein. Yeah, so they created an alternate universe where Bearstein was the was it I can't even remember what the other one's supposed to be. Bernstein. Yeah, Bernstein. Well, you haven't got any of them right so far. <laughs> no, no, no. I know I know it wasn't that is his dis, is his realization that made us go into a different parallel universe. Mm. It's just that it also happened right after. <laughs> just no. coincidence. Yeah. Because I mean because I mean a lot of people remember it him having Loved that war. To be honest, I think he celebrated the war. Is, but I mean, why do we all have to have moved into a different universe? Could you use this as a defence in a court of law? Uh, my client seems to have unjustifiably murdered this person, but in their defence, they had just recently arrived from a universe in which their murder was justified. Circumstances have changed. Yeah. Yeah. Or actually, no, it's not circumstances that have changed. It's everything else. Everything, all, all everything that isn't circumstances has changed. <laughs> yeah, his circumstances have <laughs> remained the same, but just in his universe, mm-hmm. the universes have changed. Yeah, dimensions. Well, that sounds like a legitimate um, defence. I mean, you know, who would you get on the stand? <laughs> um, the, the proprietor of Plato's Cave. <laughs> no way, Plato's wait, Cave. Doesn't wait, know. Andy? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you about my good prices on wood heaters. <laughs> and that wasn't very much help to the defence, <laughs> no, to be honest. No, but it would have been in that other universe. Bloody hell. <laughs> that would have had them rolling in the aisles, which in that universe is a really good sign. Oh, right. Not a crime? <laughs> Not a crime, no. Um, I, he had them rolling in the aisles, and I assume that he just had fed them some poisonous <laughs> thing that made their stomachs hurt. <laughs> but, like, the... the how many are oh, there's only if you're talking about aisles and say mm. a movie theater there's yeah. only two really yeah but if you're laying down you do take up less space so there would only be people on either side of those aisles would be able to get out and roll in oh, that's true It'd take a long because it takes a while to empty out a movie theater that's true so the rolling would have to be very well organized this is another great another mm. great life hack right for because we had the one before about how to get cheap and easy puppet shows yeah. shadow puppets <laughs> right uh like unbelievable high level of puppetry. Oh, incredible! Uh, acclaim. Yeah, people won't believe it, especially how you did the voices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just using your hands. Some, yeah, the far, the farty sound people make yeah. make with their hands. That's a, that's a key part of um, shadow puppetry as well. But oh, this is another life Wait, hack. Are right. you making the shadow puppets with your hands? Well, sound shadows. No, but no, but there's sound <laughs> shadows as well. That's the thing. Is that a lot of the sounds? What's more impressive is that the sounds that he's making, he's making them with. The, the absences of sound. The absence of sound, right. Well, which is really what sound is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you think about it. Okay, right? I will. <laughs> I'm trying to. Oh. But no, but if you think about it, right, sound is only given meaning by the absence of sound, right? It's the, because, because, yeah. right, every, every <laughs> waveform can be made from a superposition of different waveforms. Oh, so yep. therefore it's only by removing waveforms, silence, of particular frequencies that you create the shape of a specific waveform that then conveys information. But is silence a waveform? Anyway, I'm trying to get out my point about this other great life hack. Okay, yeah, sorry. Right? And I'm going to forget it because I've forgotten so many things this episode. Another great life hack for if you, if your uh, shadow puppet is going isn't isn't going well, and your life hack shadow puppet, you can create the impression of a really successful shadow puppetry by. A, giving people some kind of intestinal poison so they're rolling in the aisles, mm-hmm. right? You can also, 
right? Release a whole lot of spiders, right, into the theatre. So they're slapping their thighs, right? And think about... Already, so it's a fun, it's a comedy shadow puppetry. Sure, sure why not? Yeah. I mean, any reaction. I feel like every good sh- good movie should in some way include comedy because it's just a part of life. That's true. Right? And every b- bit of art is represents all of life in, in a way. Exactly. Right? I'm just thinking about how... Yes, Mr. Prime Minister. You can, <laughs> you can induce a reaction in someone by doing the, um, the physical... Um, sort of the physical act that happens with that reaction. Well, maybe you're not inducing the reaction in them, but you are sort of of creating the impression for people walking uh, by mm. that people are having a great time. It's like the... (laughs) It's not like clockwork. It's about a claim. It's about building a brand, creating buzz. It's the movie trailers again, right? We've got people slapping... You you walk past a place, (laughs) everyone's slapping their thighs... People and are rolling, rolling on the ground <laughs> because they're in and pain. You all you can see on the wall, it looks like everybody's just watching shadow puppetry of, yeah. of Good Morning Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> so this is essentially the scene in um, Home Alone where uh, yes! Kevin McAllister is pre- trying to convince the wet bandits that he's having a great party. Does he do it? He's doing it in the shower, or no? No, he's no, just got. He's got. He's using those two strings. He's got that. That clown that you that you punch. Yep, he's yeah. got a. Sorry, a, a did you cut say the, of... the wet bandits? Yes. Yeah, the wet bandits. Oh no! Wait, what do you think they're called, Andy? <laughs> I didn't think they had a name. <laughs> they did because they. Uh, what did they do? One they... of them kept turning on. It was the, the dumber one, not Joe Pesci. The other one, he kept turning on all of the taps, and he's like, "We're the wet bandits," and that was his thing, and he was trying to get it to catch on. That definitely didn't happen in my universe. Yeah. Well. Uh... Wait. They were just in a lot of pain. I was about to. Uh, do you guys? They were. They were always. Whichever universe you go into, they're all, they're existence all in pain. is pain, you... especially if you're the guys from the Wet Bandits. Home Alone. <laughs> oh, sorry, Home Alone, and Home Alone Two. They really copped it in that one. If Buddha had been in Home Alone, yes. it would make more sense when he said that existence is pain. Yeah, yeah. Especially if he was. <laughs> Unless that's exactly what he was doing. He was involved in trying to rob the houses of. People who of were Kevin away, away. Wait, Buddha is not Buddha's not Kevin McAllister in this. So there's no. Oh my God, we forgot Buddha. No, no, no. They're not going Buddha <laughs> as they get on the plane, right? Bodhisattva, like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there, no, no, no. So, no, Joe Buddha, Pesci was he Buddha? Yeah, it would be like Buddha would be like a Joe Pesci or the dumb guy kind of. Uh, I feel like Scenario. his physique was oh, closer to Joe Pesci. Yeah, I think that. Well, and that is the role that Joe Pesci was born to play. Buddha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm. I, look, I mean, he's he's been out of the game for a while. I reckon he'd come back. He'd make a great Buddha. Is he? Is he? Is he? Is he out of the game? Is he still alive? Uh, he's still alive. I think, I think so. Louis C.K. wanted to get him for his um, Hor- Horace and Pete or whatever, yeah, right. but he, he ended up getting out Alan Alda. Instead. Oh, that was a pretty good get. It was a pretty good get, but I think he he, he felt like he was settling. Yeah, really? Yeah. For Alan Alder. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame we had to get Alan Alder for can, our comedy you, you TV can still get sitcom. Mm. Harvey Keitel, which in oh. many ways I think is a better version of Joe Pesci. Yeah. You haven't ruled that out. No. It's no, still absolutely. very much on the cards. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. you got to get a good Keitel. Do you He's... guys think that the shadow puppetry is its own thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, Write I, it down, I... Al. Write it down. A shadow puppetry acclaim. Keitel. Yes. Absolutely, he's got a surname. He should have gone into. He should have started a phone company. <laughs> right? 
Yeah, no, you're right. And I don't think it's too late as well. Like he could absolutely do it. Do it. Do it. A bloody um team up mm. with um Harvey Norman. It's Harvey Keitel. What about like it's a phone company? Yeah, Harvey Keitel. Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm. That is that you can instantly sell that. Instantly sell that. I don't know if anyone's listening knows Harvey Keitel's people. Or mm-hmm. or, or Jerry George Harvey. Harvey. Or Jerry. Jerry Harvey. Jerry Harvey. Or George Harvey. I'll settle for any Harvey. Really, we only need your surname. Peter Harvey? Peter Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> From 60 Minutes. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, you don't have to talk quickly with... <laughs> yeah, with, with Harvey, <laughs> Harvey Keitel. <laughs> <laughs> with unlimited minutes. <laughs> Which is ironic because Peter Harvey has a mailbag. He still gets all his mail <laughs> delivered. I mean, this is one of the services that... <laughs> Harvey offers is that you know how you can now leave a voicemail and it'll get sent to people as a text message. Mm-hmm. Now you can send somebody mm-hmm. a letter and it'll go to them as a voicemail. Yeah, That's or you can send them a voicemail and then they'll send you a letter. Yeah, <laughs> That's even better. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That is so good. What about for grandma who doesn't know how to check her voice messages? What about me who just like it'd be so good just to it. take the pressure get... off responding to things. If things slow it down, mm. is that what you're asking? For? Slow is... it down. Yeah. A phone company, you... where voicemails, ever any contact will come to you in the form of a letter. This has got to be a thing. Wait, where? Why is it a phone company? If it's aren't you just describing the postal service? I know, but the postal service is needs. Dead. Yeah, they're dead. Rebranding. They, they need something new. Like a, they need to become a phone company. I think that, no, but I genuinely think this could take off. Right? You call some number. <laughs> you call some number. You just talk for a while. Right? You get everything off your chest, and then that goes to somebody as that appears in their letterbox. With a stamp and hand handwritten, right? Mm. And then they read that, and then they can call the number there, and they can leave a message back, and you'll get the the thing. That'd be nice because then you don't have to write a letter. You don't have yeah. to write a letter. Ugh. It's the same, and you don't have better to talk than, to someone. And you don't have to talk to someone. It's all the benefits of a phone call mm. without the disadvantages of writing a letter. <laughs> yeah, it's like ordering pizza, but. Ordering friendship. Yeah, human, you know, the, the way things used to be with genuine contact. God, but without people... too much genuine contact, though, if you know. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. genuine lack of contact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the good lack of contact is genuine. Oh, it's genuine, yeah. yeah. The, absence the, the way of that we humanity. used to lack contact. Mm. It's not that I'm, I'm not there, it's that I don't want to be. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm there. <laughs> I'm in the next room. <laughs> but this is better. I think it's beautiful because we also so, like it's you the think Harvey about Keitel all the mail service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like this is trying to abstract the phone company um, mail service. Your voicemail into another medium. I think that we should keep going. Yeah. And then from it goes from uh, like leaving a voice message to yes. a letter yes. to to what to back into a voice message. No, it it goes into some like, other into a painting. Someone paints a picture based on you know, yeah, your letter. Yeah, that's deeply meaningful. And then someone mm-hmm. makes a film about that. Mm-hmm. And then someone describes the film to you over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
Somebody writes up the synopsis of the film. Yeah, and- I, well, I think, when, of course, a lot of the time when a film gets re- gets made, they sort of rewrite a lot of the characters, yep. they condense mm. a lot of the plot, and they leave out they a gotta, lot of They've got to make it faster. They're they're, put yeah, bits. maybe they even then fictionalise sections of it. Mm-hmm. And that's the version of the voice message that was turned into a letter that I want to see, mm. okay? I don't want your boring voice message. That's true. I'll, I'll watch it at the cinema. Yep. Yeah. All right. And eventually, with you know our thirst for content, you know Disney, Marvel, they're making so much stuff. Sure. Now. Eventually, DC? voicemail messages are gonna be. They'll, they'll turn to these and they'll be like, "Let's see what's in the voicemails." Well, that's that's it's a completely untapped. Movie. Yeah, it's a completely <laughs> untapped market. Nobody's yeah. ever I mean, listened to any of them. There could be great <laughs> stuff in there. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing is that yeah, there's probably there's probably at least one screenplay. <laughs> I mean, you're right, emoji m- movie. Right, but that's you know that's text messages. So yeah, this it's is... crazy that we got the emoji movie before we got the voicemail movie. Yeah. <laughs> we got you've got mail. That's yeah. the email so this movie. Is, you've got um, Harvey Keitel. Um, what was it? Phone, phone, phone company phone mail company service. service. <laughs> Harvey Keitelograms, mm. and yeah, shows up. Why um, in the cinema? So I get the tell bit in in, in Keitel. Mm. What does the K stand for? It just seems like the kind of initial that you'd put in front of a. Mm, it a stands phone for company. KTEL. KTEL, yeah. So that's the problem with, you know, um, Alexander Graham Bell, mm. right? It really should have been Alexander <laughs> Graham Tell. Because, <laughs> I mean, he has, there's a company in, in Canada, the, ma- the main provider is Bell Canada. Yeah. Right? The Bellophone. But, which you know, it should be really, called the Bellophone. It, it should be called the Bellophone. Or the but, Telly Bell. The Telly the, Bell, the sure. Telly Bell, the Belly Belly Tell, <laughs> the Bell Bell. I mean, the Belly Tell is a different thing. Yeah, no. that's when you know you've eaten something not good. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it should probably be just. I mean, we could probably stop when it, when he said it was the Bellophone. Do you think I should just read out what the sketches we have today? Yeah. Are? Okay. Excellent did we idea. have any words from a listener, or did we forget oh, to do that? Oh shit! Well, I can. I'll get them. All right. Yeah. Andy right. and I will talk about something else. Well, I like the Bellophone. Yes, right. <laughs> because it sounds like a velodrome. Yeah, or exactly. a, or like it's it's a foam, like it's not even a, a, a way of communicating. It's a, it's a but also substance. bellow obviously means to shout, right? Uh, yep, or to and start a fire, like yeah. with your bellows. Yeah, but 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 do you think that the original bellophone was just shouting? He would mm. just stand at the top of his house, and he'd just yell. You know, across the suburb or whatever to his mates. Alistair, you look like you've got something. Thank yeah, I got you. something, you guys. I got fucking something right here. Yeah. It's three words from a listener. Excellent. Um, the listener is, if I did not... And these are people trip. who support our Patreon, which we should really start mentioning at the start of the show. Thank you for... Oh, yeah. Do you think by I, this point people have stopped listening? I I hope they have. Well, I, I just, you know, really... If, if you were to have any respect for them. Yeah, exactly. All I we, respect all we ever hope to do is to, like... Just distract you for maybe maybe an hour, but yeah, in the more. hope that something better will come along. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's all we offer. We're giving you an opportunity to to for your mind to be occupied while you await opportunity. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So support us on Patreon. Patreon. Three dollars yeah. allows you to give us three words. Eight dollars allows you get more of this crap where we have two <laughs> Patreon only episodes a month. Yeah, where I- we're coming up with. 
just random ideas on one of them and developing a sitcom on the other. It's very good, Pete. It's called Exorcisters. It's very compelling. Oh, this sounds crazy. It's about sisters and their exorcists. Where mm. can I um, subscribe? Patreon.com forward slash think tank. Yeah. Excellent. I'm, I'm there now. Or is it or is it forward slash two in tank? Alistair, I don't know. I think it might be two in tank. Two in tank, sorry. Yeah, think tank. Well, that would be something else. I just tried to sound confident. No, it's okay, but it's because that, that's what we do for uh... a living. Sound confident? I definitely do not. No, no definitely <laughs> Anyway, not. the three words today, if I did not mistranscribe his name, it's Kieran McFadzian. Thanks, Kieran. Thank you. I like it. And your words are, Kieran. Now, this first word is going to it's going to be a word that I'm going to say it with your accent so that you know what I'm saying. So <laughs> with my a- accent, there's going to be some gray area. Yeah, great. Aunts. Aunts. Yeah, yeah instead of great. ants. I would say ants. Yeah, great. Right, yeah, and we get different aunts. Aunts. Ants. Wood. Yep. Lyca. <laughs> What's the, do you know what Leica is? Is Leica spelled L-E-I-C-A? Uh, L-A-I-K-A. Leica was the first dog in space. Holy up there, moly. Yeah. Oh, I'm loving these words. Aunts would Leica, mm-hmm. right? I mean, have we had an aunt in space? I don't know that we have. We've had a woman in space. Mm. I don't know if she was an aunt. Had I, s- several women in space. I don't know if they're. Yeah, that's true. But do, are yeah, they, but that sounds I'm, like I'm something... still. You sound like you were correcting me, Pete. I'm not. But when I said we've had a woman in space, <laughs> I didn't rule out the fact that we might have had women in space as well. I was just referring to one of them. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I don't generalize. I think we've had more than one at the same time. Really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Now. Um, I don't know. If, I mean, becoming an astronaut does sound like something an only child would do. But there's a chance that... It really does, doesn't it? I yeah. wonder if there's a statistic about that. You know? Um, I mean, I don't know why this is, you know, like, this is what I've thought of. But is there, like, a record for the deepest a person has ever gone? And is there a record for the deepest a woman has ever gone separate to... The, a person, uh, like, like, separate, like, you know, like, you know, like, they've got like, oh, the first man in space was this, the first woman mm, in space, mm. but you know, uh, what is the deepest into the earth, yep. Earth's crust, a woman has ever gone? Well, and then we could also find out what's the greatest distance that two people have ever been apart, right? <laughs> because while the guys were on the moon, yeah, right, yeah. they were a really long way away. So yeah. right? But the... simultaneously, there were probably some women down a hole somewhere, right? But they would have been closer they depending been cl- on... Yeah, so you'd want to be on the out on the crust, on, yeah. the, on the opposite side to where exactly. they were on the moon. Because yeah. if they were deep in the earth, they'd actually be closer um, than the women who were outside on the crust. Do you think that when... Mm. Oh, sorry, not the crust. The, what, what's, what's the bit that we're on? The crust. The crust. We're on the well, the surface. No, wait, no. Is this the core? No, this <laughs> is the core. Because <laughs> when I think of crust... It's at the bottom. Uh, you have a pastry crust, no, no, and yeah, that's at the bottom you, of the dish. But what about bread? Yeah, and what about oh. the part that you cut into at the top? Yeah, what, what do you call that? <laughs> the roof, well, pie that's, roof. That, that's the top. I mean, that's not a. That's yeah. the top. That's not crust. 
Yeah. That's just top. If it was meringues, you wouldn't call it's it just a meringue an un- crust. It's just an icing. No, 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 but you say base? You call it the icing. Icing? <laughs> if it was icing. <laughs> sure, if it was icing, I'd call it icing. But I'd call it icing even if it was on the bottom bit. No, I think I'd call oh, it... <laughs> no, isn't the part on the top blueberry filling? Yes. Sometimes. Filling? You can't have filling on the top. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's crust, then second bit of crust, then filling. Then I just have a fork laying on there. <laughs> Look. To be honest, we're all filling, you know, because the atmosphere is the crust. Really. If the earth is a pie, then the atmosphere is the crust and we're filling. That's true. But it's a very light. Very light. light Very kind of souffle, very soft, very melt in the mouth. Like a meringue. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like a sort of a pie filling, like a a blueberry filling. All right. I'm pitching this. Meringue tang. (laughs) (laughs) You thought the orangutan was endangered. Yeah. Wait till you meet the meringue tang. (laughs) So he's, so he's, I mean, this is like a, this feels like something that would happen in a dessert competition. Yeah, it dissolves in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> Forest. Or is this an orangutan and a meringue both get into the teleporting machine at the same, at the same time. time? That's what yep. I was saying, Pete. Yes. Reassembled at the other end as, uh, as Jeff Goldblum. As Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> anyway. Okay. I'm just wondering if when uh, people were, uh, Separated in space. If we had a, mm. a man on the moon, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that if his wife was on Earth, she felt more lonely when the Earth was rotated away from him uh, than when it was rotated back towards him? Mm. Um, and could we measure that in some way it, and, <laughs> and it, use it, it to measure the distance between the Earth and the sun? So I guess we could, the get moon. Her, we could just get her to... To do sort of a survey twice a day. Yeah, a survey. <laughs> How lonely are you? <laughs> Please rate think, it to like 18 decimal places. Do you think it's related in any way to the <laughs> orientation of the earth? I mean, that's a, that's a leading question. <laughs> I'm not a very ethical um, guy. Is it, do you think that before, after they put a, a dog in space, yes. before they put, you know, men in space, do you think they put an aunt in space? Are they, are they in somewhere in between... A, a dog and a man? No, Andy. No? I really think oh. very highly of aunts. Actually, more highly than than I do of people who don't have brothers or sisters that have children. That's true. Yeah. 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 Wait, what's the other word? Wood. Um, is it, what kind? W O O D. Yeah, W O O D. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise. <laughs> oh, did you think it was Wood W O U L D? Well, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> really? Yeah. Why well, would in the you? context of the sentence? But I didn't realise he was fucking with us on every level. Oh no, he absolutely. But we was. should expect that from our listeners. Yeah. Multi-level fucking. Yeah. So, so then when you heard aunts would like her. I tried to create meaning, Alistair, from it, and I'm sorry, I, I was wrong. I can admit I was wrong. Yeah, no, look, and I appreciate it, Andy. You've really grown a lot over the over the duration of this podcast, of this episode, both yeah. this episode and both the and, and as well as the duration. Oh, of Oh, that's lives. definitely true. Yeah, you're a as big you pass boy. through this universe into the next into one, into the hundreds of you've other ones, definitely made progress. There's something about having Pete here that's made this episode much more interconnected. Yeah. Everything's everything's Sorry, connected keep, to everything yeah. else. No, but I think what it is is that 
what it's given it gives people well there's three people here mm. it gives us a chance to think about anything other than the thing that we're about to say yeah and we can get some perspective on life yeah you know, you know you're the connection that that's really been missing from our lives yeah well, I, i'm just anyway we won't have here. you on for another two <laughs> <No>. years <laughs> excellent um wood wood comes from trees okay yeah it grows out of the ground mm. uh dogs pee on them yeah People are trying to make artificial meat. Is anyone trying to make artificial wood? Oh. That's interesting. Especially if we could make artificial wood that you could eat. That you could eat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Out of meat. Out of meat. <laughs> you could eat it with your meat. This is this is a recurring theme of the podcast, Pete, that we want to be able to eat wood, right? <laughs> we want to be able to prepare it in it such just, a way that it becomes edible. I mean, it just doesn't make sense that we don't, right? Um, yeah. I mean, really thin. Just a, yeah, thin shavings. I I need a shaving. Uh, I know, but I don't want to eat a shaving. <laughs> Wait, how I do want, you want to eat wood? I want to eat like a like a stick, but that's been prepared correctly. No, it's just no one's prepared it correctly. So they've prepared it correctly. You mean that they've they've sort of they've sort of um, pushed it in such a way as to get out the poisonous bladder, which is actually the the, the deadly part of the yeah, stick. Yeah, or like you know, like slow roasted it in Coca Cola or something. Yeah. Whatever you got to do, you know. Maybe I'd, shoot I'm it into space. Not a chef. This sounds like a great YouTube series. How to how to eat wood? How to eat wood? Like just just every um, episode, the um, the chef tries to use mm. a different cooking method, explains that cooking method, and then shows how it could be used, you know, in in other foods, and then applies it to wood. Well, I'm very excited for the possibility of uh, making wood out of fake meat. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we were talking about? I yeah, mean, yeah, I so. we were, tra- we're, tra- we're making fake wood. Fake wood. Yeah, sure. like like artificial wood in a lab. Mm-hmm. But, which you could do. You know, you saw, you saw these impossible burgers, right? You've seen these impossible yeah. burgers. Mm. Right? Yeah. They've made, made vet plant matter sure. look like blood. Well, yeah. it's like it, it, for the same reasons. Well, no, maybe not for the same reasons. But, but let's say people had a moral objection to cutting down trees. Which, which they how should. You, which is how, yeah. Well, which is how you get wood. Mm. So, um, uh, why don't we try and find a way so we don't have to destroy these wonderful creatures? Well, look, I mean, it's a way off in the future. Mm. But once we a recognise that plants have souls, yeah. and b discover that you can eat wood, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be a market for yeah. ethically grown wood. Yeah. In a lab made from grown, meat. Made from. Meat, sure. Ma- meat that we've, that we've grown in a lab also. Mm. Nah, we got that from a cow. Oh. But, <laughs> but, but, but the, so we'll be able to finally eat wood with a clear conscience. Mm. Yeah, so is this what we're doing for this sketch idea? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know. What have we got? Uh, we got aunts, wood, yeah. luckier. Do we have to? Lyca. Lyca, sorry. We, we have don't to, have to use all of them. We don't have to use no. all of them. No, we don't have to use any of them. We just have to be inspired by them. Or yeah. near them, mm. yeah. Or, or after them, I think of like um, ants as like plural. Like there's a team of ants. That's true. Like, a, um, like they don't. They aren't. They're not necessarily siblings. But that's um, true. They could just. It's just. A, they're it's just like all. A, they like all have convention um, siblings with children. Do you yeah. think that maybe is it, there could be an ants space program? Mm. You know, because at the moment everyone's in. Everyone wants to get their space program off the ground, right? Yeah. Not only have we got uh, the European Space Agency, the 
you know, the the Australian Space Agency now. We're, we're, we've heard people talking about our need to get one up and running. Mm-hmm. We've also got corporations. We've got, you SpaceX, know, your, we've SpaceX, got, um, your, te- your Teslas, your, your Richard Branson's, right? Well, that one in New Zealand. Why can't aunts get one? It's you know? true. And I it's think... a kind of a subculture. The global yeah. coalition <laughs> is, of aunts. Mm. <laughs> the GCA. Yeah. Don't, don't you know about the GCA? They They're have... one of the biggest political groups in the world. I mean, if yeah. you just think about the, their organisation, the, mm. the resources that they would have, mm. um, pulling all those together, mm-hmm. um, just all the know-how that they would have between them. Yeah. It's a, definitely put a dog into well, space. I mean, they, space if they know agency. as much about space as they do about what your sisters have been up to, <laughs> it's a lot, Pete. Mm. It's oh, a lot aunt, of know-how. My aunt's comment, she always seems very informed about what's been going on, which yeah. is, it makes me think that she'll know a lot. Yeah. About what's been going on in space. She might not, not have no no how, but she certainly has no who. Who's been <laughs> <laughs> in a relationship recently? Mm-hmm. <laughs> who's so, been responding to? Who's been writing thank yous to their Christmas cards? Wait, so it's a rocket powered by gossip? Yeah, <laughs> red hot gossip. Mm, gossip red rocket. hot piping gossip rocket. That sounds like a B-52 song. Yeah, Gossip Rocket. (laughs) Climb aboard my Gossip Rocket. Get your jukebox money. (laughs) Um, Look, I'm just going to write... Aunt Space Agency. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see them all getting together at uh, the the ASA. Right? And in a big, like, Doctor Strangelove kind of circular war. Yeah, room. yeah, absolutely. I represent the ants of North America. Mm. You know? like, a, like a United Nations of ants. Mm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, you could almost, it's like, it's like the A-U-N-T. <laughs> <laughs> what, wait. It's A-United Nations... <laughs> T, so it's like T. the Aunts United Nations team. Team. Or, you know, or. or... Aunts United Nations team. Or Aunt. <laughs> S- space. S- team Space. Yeah. Aunt United Nations Team Space. Yeah. It's beginning right. to sound like a James Bond secret society now. Which uh, they are. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that in the Operating. new James Bond movie, mm. Idris Elba will be playing. James Bonds, James Bonds, ants, (laughs) ants, James Bonds, ants. (laughs) Oh, it'll be like 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 a like a kind of nutty like not nutty professor but nutty professor like the clumps. (laughs) It'll be like the clumps, but it'll be James Bonds, ants. (laughs) They're <laughs> all played by Idris Elba. I mean, if he's, get... got, he's playing like six aunts. <laughs> we should and make some this from, happen from from both sides of his family, like his his maternal fam- aunts and his paternal aunts, and his fraternal aunts, <laughs> and, his, <what's... laughs> and his internal aunts. Mm. Uh... <laughs> and his nocturnal aunts. Mm. And his not-eternal aunts. Yeah, those ones as well. Um, All right, I'm just going to run us through the... Um... Guys, bad news, the microphones haven't been recording. Is that no, for real? No, that's oh not Oh, my God. <laughs> it was a prank. It was a really good prank, Andy, that I laughed a lot about. When... 
Okay, here's a sketch idea. When the idea of film began, they made it seem like they'd made heaps of films by making short trailers. You gotta, you gotta, I mean, that's that's for success. Absolutely, you, know? you gotta make it seem, especially when when yeah. films just starting. Yeah. People are raving about audio at that time. People were just raving about you know radio plays and sort of vaudeville. So wait, these like are radio plays. To the early two thousands. No, 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 no. They, how are they promoting it if no one knows what film is? Well, they're, they're using film. They're, they're making one risky. or two films a year. They're making one or two films a year, but they're making lots and lots of show reels. Mm. That they can make it seem like they've been making loads of films. And we they... really know what we're doing. And people who were showing up to cinemas just to listen to radio plays, <laughs> they, would do, they would then project something onto the wall. Yes. Yeah. Because the idea of projecting something on the wall seems like a, like something you would only do if you were crazily unprepared. <laughs> Uh, just look at the wall for a while uh, while we get something sorted out. Yeah, and I'll just get some lights projecting on there and maybe we'll get some sh- shadow puppets or something like that. You know? mm. um, then we got what, 20 to 1 of the Mandela effect. I think that's going to be a great sketch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, that nostril bit, Alistair, really kicked it into gear. Kick it into gear. And then mm-hmm. at the end... What was it? Something They're just got, basically sort of they've, hovering blobs. Yeah, but there was something where it's like they've... I can't remember. There was something where there was no TV or something. Oh, they all remembered the... the TV didn't exist. TV thought, didn't exist. I and TV then, didn't exist. Yeah. Then. yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> and then that's the end, yeah. That's how you don't hear on TVs anymore. I'm Reynold G. Moore. I don't know his name. Artistic Prime Minister is the next... You don't know any name. G. Moore. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not good with names. <laughs> Just any names. I can't you even... try to come up with a name really fast when you're deep in a bit. I know. Yeah, if I had to think from start, I like to come up with a concept of names from scratch. If I have to think of a name that's never existed before, it's hard. No, but you're. I had, I had a criteria. I had to have a like. It had to sound like a guy who was at the helm of sixty minutes for years and Alistair, years and years. You're absolutely right. Yeah. If I tune into sixty minutes tomorrow, <laughs> and I saw it was presented by Reynold G. Moore. I wouldn't bet an eyelid. Good question. We've shifted. Like, everything is as it should be. Reynold G. Moore is at the helm of sixty minutes. <laughs> Uh, well, nothing seems to be out of hand here. <laughs> okay, we got artistic prime minister. Mm-hmm. Then we got Plato's cave, which is just a shop that we got on the side of the highway. Uh, Come on, Dan, Plato's puppets. cave. We got shadow puppets. We got. We'll sell you wood stoves. We'll sell you chains. <laughs> Um, come get locked up. Come get locked up. It could be like a. You could rent it out as a sex, you know, group sex <clears throat> dungeon. Sometimes you know, like you gotta, you gotta cater. You gotta cater. Well, be and you gotta diversify <laughs> as well, right? <laughs> diversify. You can't just chain people down there looking at shadows on the wall all day. You, you can't expect that you're gonna get all of that clientele just based on people's love of Plato. I tell you what, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, Plato's Cave. Yeah, yeah it's Plato's Cave. <laughs> I tell you what, a great thing about chaining people up is that you don't have to worry about return business, though. I mean, that's there. taken care of. They never leave. No. That's the one kind of business that's even better than return business. It's stay business. Stay business. Locked up. 
Then we got Sky Phil. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's My weird. favorite James Bond film. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's actually only one letter off. Yeah. Um, that was a working title. That was a working title of Sky Phil. Stored in the stone. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what they're doing with carbon sequestration at the moment. They store it in the stone. Yeah. Oh, probably just stored in the dirt. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, this is stored in the sky. In the crust. Shadow puppetry acclaim. This is kind of the guy from... Which is really Plato's. the atmosphere is really yeah, the crust. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Which is what this is. Which is what we're doing, yeah. yeah. Um, shadow puppetry acclaim. That's really the guy who started Plato's Cave, but then he got so much acclaim <laughs> that he found other ways to even get more acclaim. He got a mm. shop front, so he's right at... Like, you know, where there's a lot of like walk, people walking by. It was basically he... Uh, this is after Apple collapsed, and he's using a lot of those kind of glass front buildings... Yeah, you know where, so he can get the people, the cinema goers, to come and watch his shadow puppetry where he's blowing up the screen. So this is in this is after Apple, the world's biggest company with the world's largest cash reserves, yeah. has collapsed. Yeah, on the Nepean Highway. <laughs> the no, Nepean no, no, he, Highway. no, he's gone into the ma- major cities now. Oh, yeah. so that's the, why that's why he's broken off from Plato. Try scale. and keep up, Pete. He's no longer <laughs> on the Nepean Highway. <laughs> So a- Apple's flagship store in New York, which is on uh, Broadway or something. First and Central. First and Central. Yeah, or yeah. the one in Sydney, you know, that one. Yeah, yeah. that and that's uh, it's gone under, and so it's selling for cheap. Yeah, and he gets it, and he starts doing shadow puppetry, and he's releasing spiders and put poisoning people's <laughs> foods and things like that. So they're rolling in the eyes and slows and slapping their thighs and things like that. And he's doing other horrible things to them, and they love it. Yeah. He's got no return business, but he's got endless first-time business. That's mm. right, because that's the only time, kind of business that's better than return customers. Yeah, it's just endless. First, endless first-time customers. So it's pretty much business as normal in the Apple store. Hey. Uh, <laughs> no, I think uh, that's the opposite. No, oh, Pete, that doesn't, oh, got it wrong. That doesn't oh, oh, my God, that doesn't work for Andy. <laughs> no. Then we got Hi- Harvey Keitel phone company <laughs> mail service. This is good. I know. I think it's right. And I, I, I think it's a, it's an idea that could work. Maybe yeah. not as in a, at a big scale, but you could definitely yeah. at least do it once. Once, yes. And if there's one kind of business that's better than <laughs> <laughs> it's just doing it once business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then we got the Aunt Space Agency, and I'm not sure 100 percent if it is related to James Bond and his aunts, <laughs> but. Anyway, Look, we've got an art-based space agency and UN. Well, actually, we've we... seen James Bond get married, mm. right? And we saw reference to his um, his parents in Ooh. Skyfall. Yes. And we don't actually know what who his parents are. else is there to explore his aunts. Yes. James Bond's aunts. Mm. In a lot of ways, M was an aunt. Yeah. She kind of mm. came up. She was very aunt. Uh, That's what M, M stood for. Auntie. Yeah. Monty. Monty. She's actually a Royal Canadian Monty police. <laughs> Which is a major oh, that's anti. It, that we now can't release this episode. Oh, that's a shame. Um, yeah. Just quickly, Alistair, which sketches do you think aunt, ants would like? Well, I think that they might think that we're talking about an ant space agency. <laughs> Which they would love. They would love that. Imagine that. Because like, they're always looking for new places where they can build their nests yeah they colonize they literally make colonies 
They would yeah. be great. Send them to um, to Mars. Mars to they, make they, it habitable for us. I they think, weigh a lot less, so you'd have smaller rockets. That would that's actually a genuinely or good idea. You could fit more <laughs> ants onto it onto a normal person sized rocket. Those fire ants <laughs> that seem to be able to survive anything. Yep. I'd just yeah. like to see them have a go at. Let's send them up there. We'll see what they do. Yeah, just see, yeah. just see. I yeah. reckon they could do something with it, Mars. Red yeah. ants, they're fire. The red planet, they're fire yep. ants. It feels feels like it's a good fit. They cling together and make structures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it that fire ants do that would be beneficial to us on Mars? <laughs> well, I mean, um, <laughs> well, they make it. Well, it's already uninhabitable to us, so though. it can't be worse. It can't be worse. Well, I so. mean, we could make it a bit worse. This is for the people who are trying to stop people from going to Mars. Right. <laughs> This is the problem with Mars. It's too this is, tempting. This is the pro- exactly. <laughs> it's not uninhabitable enough. Right? It's no. It's no Venus. If, that's if, for sure. It's true. Yeah. yeah. No Pluto. If, if we. If we. If we don't. I think the reason Pluto, we don't respect Earth enough <laughs> is because we always feel like we've got a backup planet in Mars. Mm. Right. If if Mars, which is a bit worse, maybe we'd take protecting Earth a little bit more seriously. So let's send some fire ants up yeah, to Mars. Yeah, take Mars off the table. It's off the table. That's not an option anymore. It's now fine. we've got to get serious about this current relationship mm-hmm. we're in. Because then if we're going to go to Mars, first the first fleet's going to have to be like exterminators. Yeah, clean up all those ants. Yeah, and that seems body. like a pain in the ass. And it's their home turf now. They, got, we... they know their way around. Mm. And we're sure that they're not already there, the That fire could ants. be why it's red. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. We do have a robot there. (laughs) Is that an ant? Anyway. (laughs) It's a lot like an ant. Oh. It's more like an ant than it is like a man. Also, I think... Or an ant. I I mean, I didn't write this down, but I think the ants would like that edible wood. Because they already love wood. They they already eat it. But now they'll be able to eat it guilt-free because it's made in a lab. Yeah, and and made it out of artificial meat. (laughs) Which they also love. (laughs) Um, so, um, I actually genuinely enjoyed that song. Oh, anyway. you've never said that before. I've never meant it. <laughs> no, I I have enjoyed many of them before. I think usually we laugh instead of uh, instead of enjoy. Genuinely. I thought we were fading out. That was yeah. a good system. But we, we then too. we go. We have first we go. Oh, we're on Twitter. You can get us at Two and Tank. I'm at Alistair TB. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. I'm not on Twitter. But you're on Instagram at yes, uh, Peter Thomas. P E A D E R. T H O M A S. Yeah, and you can see all his. Posters and things that he's done for us and for other people. And, and I presume you've done other stuff as well yeah, other maybe. than make posters for us. If you want to see the uh, the logo for Two in the Think Tank but don't want to listen to the show, <laughs> that's where you can go. Yeah, .com. PeterThomas.com right. as yes. well. Yeah. And we are going to get T-shirts going. Oh, yes. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. Very soon. They're coming yeah. soon. Yeah. Thanks, Pete. That's all right. Yeah. Um, but you have a website as well. We've got lots of good stuff on it yes. as well. Yes. PeterThomas.com. P-E-A-D-E-R. Peter. Is there any way people can just give you money? Uh, not currently, unless right. it's in person. Do you want to give away your bank details? Uh, no. Okay. Not right now. If you want Pete's bank details, you have to pay for them. What you have to do is you have to record a message, mm-hmm. uh, and that message will be turned into a, a letter. Money. Yeah. Which will be then uh, mailed to the bank, mm. uh, and then they will take care of the rest. I'd love to have a phone service where you can just call up, tell them an idea, and they'll just 
give you some money if it's a good idea. You know? Yeah, I would like that. Cash for ideas. Yeah. I mean, some of our ideas have got to be good. Cash for comment. Yeah. Anyway, cash for concept. Cash for concept. That's good. Um, And we love love you. you. (laughs) This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. (laughs) We used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.